and FM Baton Rouge. This episode, giving the Spirit space in our lives in the Sacrament of Confirmation, the Gifts of the Spirit 101, and our Picks of the Week. The Catholic Underground starts right now. Hey everybody, you've hit the play button on the Catholic Underground, the podcast cutting through the noise and bringing you the topics that matter. It's episode number 454, by my count. Yep. I believe that's right. For those of you who are keeping score, obviously I'm not. Mm. After after a while, when you're in the 400s, you just stay there. The faithful will correct us. They will. They always will. Uh, I am Father Chris Decker, priest of the Diocese of Baton Rouge. Joining me, we got Kathleen Lee. Mm. Olivia Galino is actually on assignment uh, with her family. Yep. Uh, and so uh, and so we allow Olivia the, the evening off to be with her family. Her grandmother uh, passed away. Yeah. And so uh, know that uh, our condolences go to you, Olivia, and to Nona, yeah. who, uh, mm. who definitely was was a, a fantastic woman, yeah. and uh, and definitely was always interested in the life of the church. And, and so, Olivia, go be with your family and know of our prayers for you and for the repose of the soul of your grandmother. Also, uh, going up to space, shall we? And we find Jeff Blackwell. Just kind of puttering away on the Jeff Star one. Hey, I'm Jeff. waiting for Billy Shatner to show up. That's Ew. what. It is. Yeah, did you see that, yes. Kathleen? No, that, what? Uh, that William Shatner is going to be launched into space for Please. real. What? For real. I yeah. am dying. That's Alive. that's like legit. It's yeah. Uh huh. Apparently, yeah. He's going to be on Bezos One or whatever it oh. is. I guess yeah. he's going to SpaceX. Please, can we just yeah. send like select members of the crew? Like, what's that guy's name? Number one. <laughs> William uh, uh, Jonathan Frakes. Other doodad. Riker. Yep. Mm-hmm. Will Wheaton, I'll send Will him Wheaton. up. I, Will Wheaton would, I, I think he would enjoy that. That's my my concern for William Shatner is, um, you know, he's ninety some years old. Yeah, I didn't like, realize he yeah. was that. I, mean, I knew he, he was getting he, up he's there. He's an older but, guy. Yeah. Wow. Mm-hmm. I don't. But I they mean, just sent, um, they just sent a relatively older woman um, on. Not the not the the just the civil one that was just manned. She was like a a, mm-hmm. a female astronaut, okay. and she was older. And um, she had was supposed to go to to space, and something happened with her. Original oh yeah, mission she, she was a long time ago. On. Yeah, mm-hmm. oh, and so it yeah. was like her second second you oh, know okay. yeah. chance, and she was older. She so was I mean, technically, this will have been William Shatner's first trip to space. Yeah, yeah technically, yeah, yeah technically. Right. Don't so. ruin. Oh, but, don't forget the ball pit, by the way. Oh, right, Ed. Uh, Ed's yeah. running the video for us. <laughs> yeah. uh, for those of you who are watching us on He's the, he's launching things out the ball pit. That's it's true. For sure, it's very know. true. So this episode, with the beginning of the school mm-hmm. year, of course, we're kind of uh, deep into the school year now. I suppose. Yeah. It uh, usually means that Catholic schools and parish schools of religion are revving up their prep programs for the Sacrament of Confirmation. Right. And, uh, and so we thought it might be helpful to provide a little bit of a primer and reconnect with, reboot our own understanding of, uh, of what the Lord is doing in this sacrament of the church, because confirmation is a sacrament of the church. But I right. would say, and have said before, that typically confirmation is one of the most misunderstood yeah, there's, sacraments. there's a lot going on. And I think, you know, even for myself, uh, when I have to review, you know, the, the gifts of the Holy Spirit mm-hmm. and what, you know, what comes with that sacrament, I'm like, oh, <laughs> you know, there are things that I think that, um, you know, when I was in high school and I received the sacrament, because um, I think, I think it's awesome that we receive it when we're young. Mm-hmm. But I really, I Maybe we could talk about this. Mm-hmm. Maybe not now, but I don't know. But um, I really like the idea of of having the sacrament in eighth grade. 
Because mm-hmm. um, having taught both yeah. uh, eighth graders and juniors in high school, yeah. I think eighth graders are just so much more receptive. You know? Right. Well, and, and the thing about it too, of course, uh, if you just, so like off the top of your head, Jeff, can you name the sacraments of initiation? Right, baptism's the first one. I'll give you the first one. Initiation, okay. Yeah, the sacraments of initiation. So we always, we always say them in order. Whether or not we think about it, we do. Yeah. Baptism, confirmation, Eucharist. Isn't that how we usually say them in order? Yeah. That's because that's the order. That's yeah. the original order. And so uh, confirmation was given immediately, is given immediately after baptism, certainly for adults, but for a very long time in the history of the church, it was given. Uh, because confirmation, as we understand it today, kind of in a popular sense, is very different right. than the way the church has always understood it. Right. And so once again, we, we have to kind of reconnect with our understanding of what this sacrament is, yeah. because it is a sacrament of initiation. It's a sacrament by which we are sealed. So, so let's, let's, uh, let's kind of pump the brakes for yep. just a moment and look, look on uh, in the scriptures. So mm-hmm. where are some, some times in which the sacrament of confirmation comes up? Usually when we look at the sacraments of confirmation or the sacrament of confirmation, we go to the Acts of the Apostles. Right. Because the Acts of the Apostles, uh, and, and this is of course Jeff's favorite book of the Bible, mm-hmm. the Acts of the Apostles shows what is happening in the early church yeah. after Jesus has been raised right. and in the time before his ascension and then after his ascension as well. Right. I'm taking and, I'm taking a course right now. Oh yeah. Um, my, my master's course is on Luke and Acts. Okay. And it's such a cool it's such a cool thing because I think that we we do look at the gospel gospels mm-hmm. as like the meat of the new testament mm-hmm. and it's like yeah that's really good yeah but the the good stuff yeah. like it, it doesn't just like and then jesus died and rose from the dead and we all waited for him to come back again mm-hmm. like the, no the church the, is off like, and running oh yeah. man like it's a, such an exciting time that's and it right. starts with you know with the this. apostles yeah. acts yeah. yeah and so of course uh luke is is the author of the mm-hmm. acts of the apostles mm-hmm. so it's kind of like the Gospel part, Gospel of Luke yeah. part two, you yeah. know? So in Acts chapter eight, verses 14 through 17, we read this. Now, when the apostles at Jerusalem heard that Samaria had received the word of God, they sent to them Peter and John, who came down and prayed for them that they might receive the Holy Spirit, for it had not yet fallen on any of them, but they had only been baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus. Then they laid their hands on them and they received the Holy Spirit. So something's going on here that uh, that the the disciples or the disciples in Samaria mm-hmm. have heard the word of God. They have gone into the waters of baptism, but something hasn't happened yet. Right, and and they find this out just over the course of of talking with uh, with the disciples in Samaria, and so they lay their hands on them and they receive the Holy Spirit. Mm-hmm. So at this point, they've received baptism, but there's something else. There's yeah. some there's some another thing that's got to yeah, happen. Yeah, there's like the the baptism is like the all right, you're in you're in the club, you know. That's right. You're so claimed. You're claimed. Yeah. You're, the salvation is open to you. The gates of heaven are cast open. Yeah. Original sin is washed away. Yeah. And then and then confirmation comes around and it's like all right. Right. This there is like, there is a deeper is unfolding right. of what God has begun in baptism. That's the thing is is baptism is a sacrament of initiation. Baptism is not the completion of our initiation right. into the church or into the life of Jesus Christ. Right. And, and I think a lot of people see that. Like a lot of people see that at you know, like confirmation as the end of their, well, of course, their development right. as yeah. as a Catholic. Yeah, we hear and that a lot. Yeah, and it's like, um, what? And there's a whole like 
nope, that's not how it works, you know. Right. When the, when the scripture actually gives us a little bit more information as to what that, the Spirit had not yet fallen on them, they had only been baptized, they laid their hands and they received the Holy Spirit. Mm-hmm. Paul, in his letter to the Ephesians, says, Do not grieve the Holy Spirit of God in whom you were sealed for the day of redemption. So there is this notion that even the church uses uh, a sealing is taking place. And this is how we understand the sacrament of confirmation, mm-hmm. that it is a, a sealing of the soul. Um, so it, it is, it is a, a deepening and a completion of our baptismal grace. Yeah. And, and it, is a, um, it is an enlivening of it. How would you explain that? Like, because I think that's that's been difficult for me to explain. Is mm-hmm. we use that word sealing, yeah, right. And in our mind, I think okay, it's sealed and it's done. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like it's complete. So how would you like? How would you, I don't know? I've always had a hard time explaining. Well, let's talk about know. it in terms of extravehicular activity in space. Okay. Since we've been talking about yeah. space, right? Sure. Okay, so I've got to climb into this spacesuit. Yeah. And, you know, it's form-fitting in areas, it's loose in others, i got to pull it on, and I've got to put my helmet on, and once my helmet's on, I've got to make sure that the seal is intact and tight. Yeah. So, so that the oxygen that I'm breathing doesn't leak out, so that I don't, you know, get hypothermia or, gotcha. or whatever, or space sickness, yeah. you know? And so once I've got the suit on, I don't just sit in the spaceship. Right, I got you, yeah. I've got the suit on for a reason. It's to go out. Yeah, yeah. Right? Mm. It's to make the extravehicular activity. It's to go and repair the space station. It's to go and explore. It's to go and be the astronaut that I've trained to be. Right. You see? Yeah. Mm -hmm. And so when we talk about being sealed with the gift of the Spirit uh, so that we can actually arrive at the day of redemption, that's essentially what's happening at the level of our soul. Right. And so whenever we speak about confirmation and whenever St. Paul talks about being sealed in the Holy Spirit of God, mm-hmm. then that's what's taking place. Is something is being completed in us that was not yet complete. And it's not because God wished for baptism to be incomplete, right. but rather God knows that we live in a timeline, mm-hmm. and God uses the sacraments as these processes by which he reveals his life to us. Right. And yeah. so the ceiling is not a, okay, one and done, and now I can just kind of be on spiritual welfare for the rest of right, my life. Yeah. But rather, I have been, I have been sealed against, yeah. you know, the, the, the things that are coming at me so that I can actually go out and do what needs to be done. And the, the, the older phrase that I still use today is we're talking about becoming members of what's called the church militants. Mm-hmm. And the church militant. Such a cool, such a cool. Phrase. It is cool because That's so cool much image. of our, so much of our language within the church is is military language. Even sacrament itself, sacramentum, mm-hmm. mysterion, right? Sacramentum is is that seal with which we are sealed for a certain purpose. Yeah. It's a certain, it's it's an indelible thing. Yeah. And the you know just as a Roman soldier would receive his sacramentum as he'd be kind of marching out and marching orders, we get sealed in the same way at the level of our soul. Yeah. So baptism imparts a supernatural character, an indelible mark upon our soul. Once you've been baptized, you can't be unbaptized. Likewise, when you're confirmed, you can't be unconfirmed. Right. Because that sealing of the Holy Spirit happens at the level of your soul, at your ontos, your yeah. being. Yeah. And that can't be undone. Yeah, 
That's such a like, it's such Permanent. a it's such a cool image. I think you know for especially for young people, that image of okay, well now you have a mission because mm-hmm. we're, I mean, all of us are. We all want to be put into the game, yeah, right? All yeah. of us. And we want to be told, okay, like I thought, you know, it was always cool um, teaching confirmation when I told them, like you're 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 in the driver's seat now. Mm-hmm. You know, up until now, your parents and other people have been responsible, you know, to some to some extent for your faith. Yeah, and now it's you dude and like <laughs> you know like you you have what you need to to move forward and yeah. i think you know when we think about you know maybe being sealed with with the gifts and this idea of like being ready we're like okay well i have to be i have to be like 100 percent ready and mm. be perfect well that's not how it is well no you know but just to just to be able to like you say to get in the game right you know do you have all you need yep get on out there are you going to score right. 100 points every game no, <laughs> you know, <laughs> right. but it doesn't keep you from playing the game, right? And because you have a mission, you have some some purpose, and that's why the church understands that it's really the sacrament of the Eucharist yeah. that that completes and concludes right. what has been begun in baptism. We've been strengthened mm-hmm. for our spiritual life by confirmation, and then the Eucharist is that that true, not just sign, but reality of communion with God, right? Yeah. And so. I mean, if you think about if you think about how God works, there is nothing that God wishes to withhold from us. Yeah, I think sometimes we think that well, God just doesn't. He, the reason I don't get the things that I want mm-hmm. or whatever is because God is withholding it from me. Right. He doesn't want me to have any fun. Right, he doesn't want me to have any fun. Right, uh, things eleventh graders say in confirmation yeah, prep. Exactly. Right, exactly. But but the truth of the matter is, God wants us to have every good thing. Mm-hmm that will aid us for the day of redemption. And so he gives us every good gift that he has to offer in his quiver for humanity. And for us, it's not the new car and the house, you know, in the really nice section of town. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, it's not the the, the buffet, the French toast stick buffet every morning, which would be fine. It would be very nice. But it's not the temporal stuff. Right. God gives us every good gift at the supernatural level. Yeah. So we can then return ourselves, our lives to him. Yeah, That's a really hard concept, I think, for young people to get. You know, we were talking to my sixth graders about <laughs> heaven mm-hmm. and uh, what what probably may or may not be there. You know, mm-hmm. when and it's always like, a, you know, a, a, a yeah. Is my PlayStation five going yeah. to be there? <laughs> Is my pet dog going to be there? And I'm like you know and so but always having to talk to him about like if this is it if what makes us happy here mm-hmm. is what's waiting for us in heaven no thank you because mm-hmm. is because much more has been promised to us like yeah. and we can't even fathom you know i i talked to my my sixth graders about trying to understand the infinite yeah and the finite mm-hmm. it's like trying to understand everything that's in the ocean in a cup yeah and I was like, okay, you know, I'm always having to go back to, you know, like, but well, infinite, finite, ocean in the cup. Mm-hmm. We're we're trying to understand it with the cup. We're trying to understand this, you know, this reality of what awaits us. Yeah. You know, and it's something we have not and cannot experience here. Mm-hmm. And so when we talk about these spiritual gifts and these, you know, like, yeah, th- this is really great, but it ain't it. That's right. Yeah. And the sacraments of the church, and specifically confirmation, which we'll go into in depth, is that opportunity for us to begin to experience while here on earth a little bit of what's to come. Yeah. You know, the Lord gives us the gifts that are necessary for us to begin to see beyond just what this world has to offer. Yeah. Because as you say, uh, if this is all the world has to offer, well, I mean, if you happen to be one of those 
people with a car and the really nice house and the, it doesn't seem like anything wrong is happening in your life. That doesn't necessarily mean that you've arrived. Yeah. You know, um, in fact, Jesus makes it very clear when it comes to people of means and of wealth, how difficult it is for one who is rich to get to heaven. Yeah. And it's because we can become so um, reliant upon the temporal goods that we have, we can actually think that our salvation is here and now. Mm-hmm. It's like that in the scriptures, whenever the man you know, has this very nice uh, haul of grain, and he goes, I know what I'm going to do. I'm going to build a silo. I'm going to put all the grain in it, and I'm going to sit on top of it. Mm-hmm. I'm, <laughs> I've arrived. Yeah. And, uh, and then the story continues in the, in the parable, you fool, tonight your life will be demanded of you. Um, mm-hmm. What do you got? You've got a grain silo. Yeah. But that's not going to matter a lick yeah. in the world to come. And so the Lord wants to give us every good gift to prepare us in this life for the fullness of what he wishes to give us in heaven. Yeah. You know, and, yeah. and that's what we talk about when we speak about the, the sacraments of confirmation and, and certainly the sacrament of the Eucharist. Right. And diving more deeply into the gifts of our baptism, too. Right. Because, as I, I said at Mass today, that, you know, Moses desired that all people would be prophets. Mm-hmm. He desired that all would know the will of God and be able to carry it out. Well, in Jesus Christ, we have the ability to do that. And the way that that comes is through baptism. When we are baptized, we are baptized into the priestly office of Jesus Christ. You've heard me say it on the podcast before. That's right. You are truly a priest. Mm -hmm. You are truly a priest of Jesus Christ. Even if you don't have the ministerial priesthood like I do, which is a different sacrament of the church, sacrament of holy orders, you are a minister. You are a, a priest by the sacrifice of prayer that you offer, yeah. and that is your ministry. Your your ministry is is the, the gift of your life, right. and that's a real priesthood. You know, Adam was a was a priest mm-hmm. in the Old Testament. He was he was the first priest, and and what he offered was his work with the Lord. Yeah. Right? He was he was cultivating the earth. He was naming the animals. That was his priestly offering. And so that renewed, redeemed priesthood in Jesus Christ that comes about through your baptism is exactly that. You get to co-work now with the Lord in the everyday areas of life. You were made a a prophet Mm. in Jesus's own name when you were baptized. You have the ability to speak up and speak out and speak rightly because you're consecrated with the truth, in the truth that is Jesus Christ. And of course, you become royal. Yeah. You become a member of his royal family in the day on the day of your baptism. All of those things are given to us, and they are God's supernatural gifts, part of his supernatural life that he wants to share with us. Mm-hmm. And it's not just like trying to figure out what to do between nine and five. You know, right, yeah. there's so much more to our life than just what we put on a calendar. Yeah, I think that's one of one of the difficult things for young people is that idea of of the invisible supernatural aspect. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, we want to see. Oh, give me proof. Yeah, you know, give me proof that this you know works, that this exists. You know, I'm gonna watch a YouTube video on it. And if I don't have video evidence, then you know, whatever. But you know, that I think is is one of the one of the hardest things to because mm-hmm. you know, at confirmation, unless I miss something, mm-hmm. you know, it's not like you're you know you are sealed with the holy spirit by you know the bishop and then you know you catch on fire but you don't burn like the burning bush you know and Mm -hmm. then there you are there's you know that but that's where where i'm talking to to young people about faith like that's where your faith comes in and and if god promised it then Mm -hmm. then it's so absolutely yeah and that's the the beautiful thing about sacraments is i kind of blow through our mid-level break here but that's okay that's all right because 
the sacraments carry with them these external right. signs that are themselves typically very simple, right. but they're bringing about a, a supernatural reality that we can't completely right. fathom. And so we have to have this external sign, this external matter and form to, to help to clue us in to the, the fact that God is doing something great. And so when we talk about being sealed, we know that the way that that sealing takes place is when you have a bishop or one of his delegates come to you with the sacred chrism, the oil that has been consecrated for very specific things, for baptisms, for confirmation, and for holy orders. And you are sealed on your forehead with this oil that has been created specifically for this. And the words are, your confirmation name, John Birchman's, be sealed with the gift of the Holy Spirit. And that word that is spoken by a successor of the apostles or his delegate is then effects something at the level of your soul. The sealing takes place. In fact, the catechism talks about it a little bit in that word seal. Mm -hmm. Christ himself declared that he was marked with his father's seal. Christians are also marked with a seal. It is God who establishes us with you in Christ and has commissioned us. He has put his seal in us and given us his spirit in our hearts as a guarantee. That's, of course, uh, St. Paul. This seal of the Holy Spirit marks our total belonging to Christ, our enrollment in his service, church militant, Mm -hmm. forever, as well as the promise of divine protection and the great eschatological trial. So this would be at the end of it all when we do have to give an account for what we have done, either good or evil. Mm -hmm. We then have divine protection because we have been sealed for the day of redemption. You see, so there's all of this stuff that's happening in that very simple action that your average high schooler, I was very much the same way, was, I was standing there, I was watching it happen, I was participating in it as best as I could, and yet at the same time thinking, what, what's really going on here? Mm -hmm. And that's where our faith always has to come in, is that if Christ establishes something, then we must say that it is worthy of, of belief. Mm -hmm. We must say that it is worthy of, of what Christ has done. And so, yeah, it, it marks our big, total belonging to Christ, which is tough. I mean, we have trouble in our human relationships right. yeah. totally belonging to someone else. Mm-hmm. And yet yeah. when we submit ourselves for confirmation, we're saying, Lord, be it done. Yeah. Confirmation really, if, if Our Lady is the spouse of the Holy Spirit, right. right? the Spirit rests upon her and that is how she conceives then on the day of our confirmation, we are espoused to the Holy Spirit in that way. And so we become totally those who belong to Christ and to God, the Father, and to the Holy Spirit. And we are enrolled in his service forever. Mm. And that's the thing I think we, we sometimes forget is that once we're confirmed, we have said yes to being enrolled in the service of Jesus forever. Yeah. No. It's not just a one-sided like that is such a. It's not a graduation. Yeah, but, it's, but <laughs> you know? that's such a beautiful. It's a. It's a two. You know that two-part idea yeah. that our total belonging to Christ, meaning that you know we are you know under His protection and His love and His mercy and all the good things, right? But we we can't just sit in you know like we have this image of jesus who cradles us in his arms and mm-hmm. it's like this is so nice yeah. and he's like now go out and you're like but it's still so nice it's so nice and warm here right. you know like i just want to protect like but he's like look i'm giving you this protection this mercy this love all yeah. you know, this grace whatever and so that you can go out right you know and so 
you know, some of us may struggle with one of or one or both of those. Yeah. You know, the idea that, you know, like you said, the total belonging to anybody mm-hmm. and the trust that 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 comes with that. That's right. Yeah. You know, the trust in God's promises for us that, um, you know, that he, that he will al- always provide for us and the promise of eternal life and and all of these promises. Um, but also that, you know, there's an action to this. That's correct. Yeah. And there are effects. We, we talked a little bit about some of them, but confirmation increases and deepens the graces of our baptism. Yeah. It increases. It's, we are not ordinarily full of grace, mm-hmm. right? That's, that's something that was lost in original sin and in, in that original sense of grace. And so now we have to be given it. Right. And the way that we're given grace in the ordinary means that we're given grace is through the sacramental life of the church. Mm-hmm. And so confirmation deepens and increases our baptismal grace. It roots us more deeply as a divine son or daughter of God. It's actually our confirmation that helps us to cry out, Abba, mm-hmm. Daddy. Yeah. We can now no longer see God just kind of as far away, but we have the ability to know mysteriously God is our daddy, yeah. You know, yeah. as our as our papa, as our mm-hmm. father. It also um, unites us more firmly to Christ, who mm-hmm. truly does become our brother in a new way. It increases the gifts of the Holy Spirit within us, and we'll talk about those in the second half of the show. And it renders our bond with the church more perfect. And this is oftentimes what we talk about as like graduating. You know, I'm an adult in the church. Yeah. Well, more so than that, our bond with the church is made more perfect. And made permanent, yeah. right? If we're in God's service forever, once we're confirmed, then that has to be perfected. And the way that it's perfected is by the Holy Spirit beginning to flow in our lives. Yeah. And then, of course, we get the ability to spread and defend the faith. Yeah. I think sometimes we forget about that, is we think that if we're going to defend the faith, then then we're doing it on our own power. Well, yeah. no, we'll, we'll, we'll peter out pretty quickly yeah if we do it in our own power we have to have some supernatural gift that's given to us yeah and that's and that's not a degree <laughs> no you don't no. have to have a degree mm. all you have to do is is yeah what what's you know. required for confirmation i i have to be of the the proper age and mm-hmm. that's usually set forth by our bishops yeah. right uh, i have to know what confirmation is i have to be duly instructed and i have to desire to receive it right those are real. Those are, that's it. You know. Uh, sorry to tell all your PSR programs this, but that those are the things that are required. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Service hours and all those other things help to kind of give us a sense of of what confirmation is. But the requirement is, I want to receive those fullness of the mm-hmm. gifts of the Spirit. I want to be sealed. I'm the proper age, and I'm ready to be instructed yeah. about that. That's that's all I'm presenting myself for, so that I can then get the gifts that I need to go out and to truly be in the service of the Lord, more deeply united with Christ in his yeah. church. Yep. So that's the that's kind of the ceiling. That's where it comes from in, in our own salvation history. Right. That's what Moses himself is hoping for whenever the Spirit is spread out among those 70 elders. We now are able to receive the fullness of those gifts of the Spirit. Well, stay right there, because we're going to talk about the gifts of the Spirit on the other side of the break. We're the Catholic Underground. Stick around. Hail Holy Queen, Mother of Mercy, our life, our sweetness, and our hope. 
To thee do we cry, poor banished children of Eve. To thee do we send up our sighs, mourning and weeping in this valley of tears. Turn then, most gracious Advocate, thine eyes of mercy towards us, and after this our exile, show unto us the blessed fruit of thy womb, Jesus. O clement, O loving, O sweet Virgin Mary. Oh yeah, these are those Catholic underground times. I'm Father Chris Decker, joined with Kathleen Lee. Olivia is with her family uh, as they mourn the loss of one of the matriarchs of the Galino family, uh, uh, Olivia's nonna. Uh, and so, and so, know Olivia that uh, that our prayers are with you and with your family for the repose of the soul of your grandmother. And uh, of course, you know, we've been talking about being family in the Lord. One of the things that the gifts of confirmation does is confirmation actually unites us more closely with each other in the gifts of the Spirit, in the Spirit. You yeah. know? So, uh, so Olivia, you're with us in spirit, and we are certainly with you and your family. Also joining us is Jeff up in space. He's been orbiting for a while now. And Ed. I, yeah, I, I, I don't want you to think we forgot about you up there. Oh, no, indeed. And my wife says I make a good doorstop, too. So. Oh, that's true. Well, and you know, in space, no one can hear you doorstop. <laughs> so. That's true. Can you doorstop in a vacuum? Mm, yeah, mm. Oh, they kind of they stay open those doors. If you, yeah, uh, Jeff, <laughs> you belong in an airlock. Oh wait, no, that, I, don't, I don't know what that means. That sounds terrible. Uh, over in the airlock where the videos are uh, yeah. is is Ed <laughs> next door. Yeah, yeah, next door. Oh my goodness, I don't really know how we ended up on a space kick that wasn't necessarily Star Trek related. I, I don't know either, but I okay, I don't this. I think be- Jeff started it before we get into things that I'm looking at the the comments. Y'all yeah. are are so funny. Ron, I don't know what this is to to. I'm I'm just reading and catching up. Sure, sure. But he says I have a saying. Mm-hmm. It's okay to fall apart every now and then. Tacos do it, and we still love them. It's true. Uh-huh. Yes, Ron. You. Are, I need you to create me a daily inspirational <laughs> calendar. <laughs> and I tell you, if I think that my life would be altogether better if I were nestled in cheese and a flour tortilla. I wouldn't, I wouldn't mind falling apart. I wouldn't mind it. Yep. Yeah. Anyways, I don't I don't know that that has anything to do with the gifts of the Holy Spirit, but that's the beauty of the I Catholic felt underground. Like is, I needed to yeah. address this, or I, right. it would be sitting. I'd be looking at it all night. That's right. So you can always go uh, on Sunday nights at seven p.m. Central and join folks like Ron in the chat on yes, Facebook.com/slash Catholic Underground. We love hearing from y'all. We do. We do. And uh, as you know, you've been hearing from us a good bit tonight, uh, talking about what confirmation is, and one of the effects of confirmation mm-hmm. that we said is that it. It not only unites us more firmly to Christ, but it increases the gifts right. of the Holy Spirit in us. Yeah, and so this is actually what we're prepping our confirmation candidates for: is to receive to 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 kind of um, to find to be able to pinpoint the gifts of the Holy Spirit, and then maybe to discern how they're active in their lives. Yeah, and I think if we know about them, it's like having a tool belt full of tools that you don't know you have. That's ex- that's right. Like, mm-hmm. and so a lot of times young people, you know, oh, I guess it's always better, whatever. Mm-hmm. I don't know what these mean. And I don't, you know, I can probably list them maybe, but you know, if we, you know, if we can know what we have yeah, and we know maybe not even how to use them, mm-hmm. but we know what we have and how to identify it in our lives, times when maybe we can, yeah, you know, when we're talking about grace, you know, I'm, I'm talking to my students now about grace and I'm like, look, it's like going to the gym. 
-hmm. I can't just walk into the gym and stand inside for an hour and expect anything to happen. But grace is that is that that muscle buildup. Yeah, you know right. that that allows us to make better decisions. Mm-hmm. To, um, you know, once we go to this, the more we go to the sacraments, the the deeper we, you know, journey into our faith. Yeah, the more we become more Christ-like, and so, you know, the more we know about what it is we're looking for, yeah. the more we see these gifts in our lives, we can say, okay, that's correct. This is where I got this one. This one, I... I need to ask for. I need more of <laughs> that's it. That's right. Yeah. yeah, exactly. And so, and, and that's, you know, if we know, like I said, if we know the tool belt, mm-hmm. then we can use all the tools. And uh, Jim, who, of course, is our is our editor with his uh, crew in the lab, yep. mm-hmm. uh, Jim likens, in, in his own confirmation prep, he likens uh, the, the gifts of confirmation. He says, these are God's superpowers made available to you. Yeah. Why would you turn down a gift of superpowers? Yeah. I mean, if I were bitten by a radioactive spider, you better believe that I would uh, make use of those gifts, not just to get like a Coke Zero from far away. Yeah. You know. Although that would be a, that would be helpful. That would be. Helpful. But but that's the thing. Like if, if I were offered superpowers, yeah. I would I would totally go on the route of you know to to the one who much is given, much is required. Right. And that's exactly what the Lord is doing in giving us the gifts of the Holy Spirit. He is imbuing us with his supernatural abilities, with the gifts of the Holy Spirit. The third divine person of the Trinity is sharing his life with us. But even Peter Parker, yep. Spider-Man, yep. Yep. nerd alert, um, didn't get, you know, superpowers. And then, I mean, he fell off all kinds of buildings. He did. If you watch any of the movies, you know, there's always the that spot. Yeah. yeah that you know, training. And that's montage. why this is not right. an ending. Right. But more of a beginning because, you know, we start to develop these gifts. Mm-hmm. You know, and and that's why we're, we, we prep. That's why we go to our confirmation right. prep class mm-hmm. is to begin to, to learn about so that we can encounter the reality when it's upon us. Yeah. And so we know that there are seven gifts of the spirit and those yep. come to us from the scriptures. And so um, we can we can just kind of rattle them off and then we'll talk yep. about them in a little bit mm-hmm. more uh, a detail. So there's wisdom, yep. understanding, counsel or right judgment, mm-hmm. fortitude or courage, knowledge, piety, and then fear of the Lord, also called wonder and awe. Ooh. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I like fear of the Lord. It's kind of the more ancient usage yeah. of the term. Um, and then we have to talk about what fear is. But yeah. so, so that, that sets us on our course, right? So, so the first spiritual gift that, that we can talk about from the Holy Spirit is the gift of wisdom. Wisdom is our ability to value spiritual things over worldly ones. Yeah. So like it is the gift of wisdom, the supernatural gift of wisdom that makes us not become like the real fill in the blank of you know, Orange County. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, a lot of times we, we look at like, you know, um, wisdom as trying to make a good decision, mm-hmm. you know, but it's it's really interesting when you think about it as our ability to value spiritual things over worldly things. The wisdom to know, right, the difference. Yeah. But the different, the wisdom to know that what is more valuable, mm-hmm. you know, where do we spend our time? Yeah. Where do we spend our talents? Where do we spend our money? You know, yeah. um, am I spending time when, in worldly right. things? Yeah. Or, you know, is my, am, am I, you know, conversing with God on a daily basis? Mm-hmm. Am I going to the sacraments? You know, the wisdom to know yeah. what, what realm is more important. Exactly. You know? And, and it's wisdom that helps us to desire the things of God 
mm-hmm. first, right, and then to order our lives according to it. So to properly order things in our life, uh, I misspelled it, but in our life, <laughs> according to God's perspective. So, so it's it's wisdom that allows us the ability to begin to kind of see with the perspective of God. Right. Yeah. And that's something that we can't do on our own. Yeah. If if I'm left to my own devices, I will typically not see things immediately the way that God sees them or even try. Yeah. But it's the supernatural gift of wisdom that helps me to order things according to that. Yeah. And isn't that, I mean, people spend a lot of money nowadays mm-hmm. with life coaches and whatnot. Yeah. Yeah. It's and a I, lucrative business. Yeah. I've thought about it. I'm like, well, I could tell people what to do. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But that's the thing is, is in our, in our, in the kind of a temporal sense. Right. We we spend all of this um, all of this money to try to get people to properly order things in our life, right. and obviously sometimes we do need that. Sure. I mean, I, I have art brains, so I I am perpetually trying to order the temporal goods of my life in such a way where they make sense, you sure. know, calendars and whatnot. Yeah. But but on the grander scheme of things, to order things first according to to what God wants, mm-hmm. yeah, that can only really be done by a supernatural gift that's given to us. Yeah. I've I've sought the wisdom of good, um, good faithful people in my life, you know, mm-hmm. and that's something that I know that they're in tune with, with God and His view, and you know what is most important. Yeah. And so there are times. I mean, that's what you know. I think uh, you know a lot of spiritual direction is. Yeah. Is seeking it's, the it's wisdom, seeking wisdom of mm-hmm. someone who who is wise and is in tune with with the perspective of God to be able to say, look, this is my life, and then to say, okay. Yeah. You know, and however, whichever manner they do, you know, take a look at. Mm-hmm. Yes, we're looking at your life now. You take a look. Yeah. Develop that wisdom of your own, right. and say, okay, what do you think is right? Know, well, and then here's how the Lord might be working in right, your life. Sure. And so, do you do you make some of these same connections that your spiritual director is making, right. and can you see them outside of? this office you know right, can you sure. see them in your life mm-hmm. and and wisdom also gives us a desire to contemplate the things of god right. it's wisdom it's the desire for wisdom and wisdom itself that kind of immerses us more in the scriptures right immerses us more in in the things of god it's it's the gift of wisdom that helps us desire to know how everything's at work in in the church right if i go into yeah. the church building it's wisdom that that causes me to go over to the baptismal fine and ponder baptism Mm-hmm. You know, it's what causes me to go to the kneeler to receive Holy Communion and and ponder what a mystery this is that God comes to himself to me in, in this this such a simple but profound way. Yeah. Right? Those are some of the things that wisdom, wisdom helps to give us God's perspective in the light of our faith. Yeah. So the second gift of the Holy Spirit is the gift of understanding. Hmm. A lot of these sound like they're the same thing, right? Right. But they, they really are kind of a different... Um, unfolding right. of these gifts, uh, right? Mm-hmm. So the gift of understanding helps us to grasp the truths of the faith more easily and profoundly. You were talking about uh, to your sixth graders yeah. trying to understand the vastness of the ocean by looking at a cup. Right, well, I asked them, I said, like, said, look, if I took a cup and put it in the ocean, mm-hmm. what are some things that I might be missing? And they, I mean, they were so good. They listed, uh, it might not have sand in it. Mm-hmm. It might not have whales in it. It may not have coral reefs in it. I was like, yeah all the big stuff like right. all of these things mm-hmm. that if i just had a glass of water it might have some sand in it it might have some shells i don't know mm-hmm. you know but but what are we missing right you know and that I, that i think is is 
I mean, it's hard. It's hard because we, you know, like I said earlier, we want to know, we want to yeah. see, we want to, you know, I sometimes, like sometimes, you know, on whatever my feed, mm-hmm. um, they'll, it's like, oh, the scariest things that you find at the depths of the ocean. I'm like, no, no, no. <laughs> there are some <laughs> things I don't, things wanna... I don't, I don't <laughs> want to know, you know, and there, you know, but, but that's the idea is, um, is how do we understand with a finite brain yeah. that can only hold and, and know and contemplate yeah, there are even, limits to our yeah mind. so much mm-hmm. you know how do we understand that and there are some people i i mean some people really struggle with that idea yeah you know they want to see the entire ocean and yeah. they want to touch it and they want to study it and yeah. they want to you and, know and that's where and that's where we find kind of the present um, very popular sense of scientism mm-hmm. where if it's not a verifiable fact that i can see touch hear taste and smell yeah then it doesn't have any meaning in my life and might as well not exist right and it's the spirit's gift of understanding that helps us to grasp beyond our own human intellect right and to to grasp what lord the lord wishes to reveal to us Mm -hmm. right the things that we can't fully comprehend still may very well be true you know and so and so it's understanding that helps us to grasp the truths of the faith more profoundly and more easily yeah and i can say that that truly is a gift of the spirit because there are a lot of things in our catholic faith and our christian faith in the life of god that elude me that i have to continue to from a from a learning standpoint i have to continue to come back to the scripture i have to come come back to the catechism and yet it is the gift of understanding that that helps to strengthen that insight right and so that's why you can go to the scriptures, and I bet, Jeff, this happens to you a lot, is that when you go to the scriptures, you see a phrase and you're like, that wasn't there last mm-hmm. time I read yeah. this. Absolutely. There was no way yeah. that that phrase, I, I don't ever recall ever hearing that yeah. come out of our Lord's mouth in mm-hmm. the gospel, and yet there it is. <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah. And it's the gift of understanding that helps us to encounter that very same passage that we've heard proclaimed many times mm-hmm. in a new way. Yeah. And we have a grasp that's not just our human intellect, but a grasp that that is itself a, a mysterious moment of of uh, relationship with God. Yeah, yeah. That's and that's what's so beautiful about the scriptures is when you start to learn about um, how it was written, the literary forms that were used, how the Lord used the the human writers of scripture um, to impart the ocean into the cup. You know mm-hmm. how how do you how do you impart that and the things that you know talking to my to my students about creation and the creation stories is always so funny because I see their little brains working and they're like but how how did how did and I'm like okay but look you know with if this is how we're how we're trying to understand the 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 meaning of existence yeah. that God wants like it's not it's not specifically sometimes the what happened Mm -hmm. it's why it happened yeah you know why were we created and why were we created in the image and likeness of god why yeah you know and and to see their their minds start to think about right okay okay i got you you know that that is a little bit of that understanding that's right you know of trying to you know trying to encapsulate things that are ultimately mysterious and it's actually the gift of understanding uh i would say that uh steve makes a good point he says you know science should also allow for a vastness of the unknown to say that god is not existent is an act of a sort of faith you know to to actually to actually uh set out onto the ocean so to speak and to say i i my faith 
seeks understanding, Mm -hmm. right? That's St. Anselm, actually. And so to be able to struggle with the things of our faith, but then to have the supernatural gift of, uh, of understanding even helps us in, our, in the work of science. That's why theology is a science. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. theology is, is a science of the study of the things of God, the study yeah. of God. Um, so uh, moving right along, lest we find sure. ourselves at the, to- at the bottom of the hour. You no know, picks but, yeah, of the week that, time. That's right, exactly. We won't, don't <laughs> want that. Uh, the, the gift of counsel or right judgment, in fact, I've got to advance the slide here, uh, <laughs> helps us to acknowledge the difference between right and wrong. Mm-hmm. Counsel, right judgment, helps us to acknowledge the difference between right and wrong and helps us to avoid sin and to encourage others to do the right thing. It, to help right. others, right? That's, that's part of the gifts of the Spirit. It's not just for us, sure. but also because as God continually creates and pours his life out, he wishes for us to kind of pour ourselves out too. And right. so the gifts of the Spirit, and specifically this one, help us in our interactions with other people. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, it, yeah it, 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 helps, um, it helps us to avoid sin too. Mm-hmm. We, we, we ought to avoid sin. Yeah, and this builds off of of what we all have within us is that is that natural law, mm-hmm. right? Something that that we kind of go, yeah. If we weren't taught about it, there might be something, you know. We're talking about morality and and right and wrong. There might be something in us that goes, yeah, that's instinctively, you know, in our natural core is not right. Yeah. You know, and then we learn, we learn as we grow, like don't touch the stove, it's hot. Don't kick your brother, that hurts, you know. Mm -hmm. Um, And and not just because, you know, we don't want you to do that, but what are the consequences, not only for yourself, but for other people. And so when when you develop, you know, when you receive this gift and you develop it, right, it's that idea that it's not only just for you, but now this counsel, Mm -hmm. um, you know, by the way that we live, by the way that we speak, by the way that we encourage others in our own witness, um, yeah. by our own choices, um, affects other people. That's right. And, and the more that I avoid sin and wish to lead a life for Christ, the more I am evangelizing, not just with my words, but with my deeds. Right. The more that others are, are seeing me and wishing to know what motivates my action. Yeah. And that's why the, the Spirit's gift of counsel, of right judgment, is not just an it's not just a natural sure. thing that I have. Yeah. Obviously, yeah, with natural law, I have a desire to preserve my own existence right. and to preserve the existence of my offspring and to educate them. That's yeah. the natural law in a nutshell. But in order for that to to reach a supernatural pitch, mm-hmm. that's that can only be done by the spirit imbuing me with with a deep desire to avoid sin, to lead a life for Christ and to bestow proper judgment, right? And to, yeah. and to have proper judgment about things of life. Yeah. Um, and, and that's, I mean, it, it, the, the spirit of, of counsel and right judgment is is one that is very important yeah. nowadays. Yep. And it's, dif- a, it's difficult. Yeah, yeah it's, it's difficult to allow that gift of the spirit to activate right. within me, you know? Yeah. Because just as we can receive the gifts of the spirit, we can also kind of shut the door. Right. And we shut the door to the gifts of the spirit well, by sinning, by mm-hmm. by um, not availing ourselves of the graces God wants to give us, by by stepping back right. from from what the Lord is willing to pour out, yeah. uh, from closing the floodgate on our own initiative, right? By not picking up the dumbbell. That's correct. That's right. Yeah. The, mm-hmm. anal- the analogy of going to the gym. If I want to, re- if I want to lift two hundred pounds, if I never pick up a five pound, right. I'll never Dumbbell, get there. I'm never going to get there. That's exactly and we can right. do that. Like we can totally do that with any gift that we receive from God, you know, and especially with the gifts of the Holy Spirit. I'm just 
thank you, but I'm going to put that in a box in the back of my closet. That's correct. That's yeah. right. So uh, courage and or fortitude. Yes. These are kind of known by the same, uh, the, the, those two different names, but, but essentially fortitude uh, sustains our decision to follow the will of God in any situation. Mm-hmm. If you think about fortitude, like a fortress, right? Yeah. It helps us to, to push on. Yeah. And, and that's really what courage is too, right? I mean, just about every superhero movie or the hero's journey is whenever he finally, he, he, you know, he comes to that point where I can't do this. He's resurrected in a sense somehow, right. typically the hero's journey. And then he has this new courage and this new fortitude he didn't have before yeah. to go and do the thing that needs to be done. Yeah. And the day of our confirmation that gift of fortitude is given to us. Yeah. It's not withheld from any of us. It's given to us so that we can follow the will of God in any situation to stand up to defend our faith, yeah. especially when we're threatened yeah. by, by injury or death. Isn't that the story of the apostles? Aren't they the greatest, yeah. the greatest superheroes, right? The, at, you know, the, the time shortly after Jesus' death, Right. And they, you know, and and what comes after and they're they're all afraid and they're like, dude, I like what I could go home. I can go back and be a fisherman and nobody's probably going to want to try and kill me. Mm-hmm. Right. And they they had this decision to make. And it was very much like, you know, how many times after Christ's death does it say and they were afraid. Yeah. You know, and right. they, you know, half of them weren't even around and none of them, you know. Yeah. And, and and they're all kind of locked in different spaces because they're like, I don't want to die, mm-hmm. you know? And here come the gift of, gift of the Holy Spirit. Right, Pentecost, right? right. Yeah, through Pentecost. And, and, you know, this courage literally kicked them out the door. That's right. And was like, get on out there. And that's the thing. It's, the church teaches this, that when we receive the gift of confirmation, when we receive that sacrament, it is the very same spirit and mm-hmm. same moment that rested upon the apostles at Pentecost. It's not like a Diet Coke version. Yeah. It is the same moment. The same moment where the Spirit's gifts descend upon us as yeah. they descended upon the apostles. So the Spirit's gift of, of courage and of fortitude helps us to defend our faith no matter the cost, to be steadfast in our decisions, to do well, and even to endure evil. To have to live in a situation that when we don't want to, it gives us the ability to even endure evil. Yeah. And not to be conquered by it. Yeah. That's a tough one. And that's every hero's dream, right? Is to is to endure is to conquer evil and to endure its effects and to keep fighting on. Yeah. Yeah. Well that's that's given. Yep. That's pre installed equipment. Yeah. Sacrament of confirmation right there. Mm Mm-hmm. Yes, and it deepens, kind of like a software update, right, Jeff? <laughs> <laughs> the gift of knowledge, the gift of knowledge is, is that awareness of God's plan. When mm-hmm. we talk about um, God's will and a desire to do God's will and to know God's will, it is the Spirit's gift of knowledge that makes us aware of God's plan for us. It also, it's, the gift of knowledge brings our temptations, temptations to light mm-hmm. and helps us to discern, yeah. to make a choice whether I want to give in to succumb to them or do I want to live a life seeking God's approval alone? Right. Because we know the consequences of both. We know mm-hmm. the consequences of both. Yeah. Yeah. Right. And exactly. And it's the supernatural gift that, that helps us to go beyond just getting facts about something, mm-hmm. but to understand well, what's God's purpose in all of this 
and how should I respond? Yeah. It's more than just kind of an intuition. It's more than just fact finding or research. Yeah. But it's truly a supernatural gift that helps us to, to look the temptations that we face in the eye and to be able to make the choice to say, I will live a life worthy of the gospel and a life worthy of God because mm-hmm. he is the one which the gift of wisdom gives me. He is the one to which my life needs to be ordered. Yeah. You know, or yep. to whom my life needs to be ordered. The gift of piety, which is actually one of my favorite gifts of the Spirit, um, is obedience to God and willingness to serve him. Mm-hmm. St. John Birchman's my confirmation patron, was was well known for his his piety, for that mm-hmm. supernatural gift. And it's whenever he served mass, it's a really strange thing. You know, he, he would have his his brother novices and people from the town would come to watch him serve the mass. Mm-hmm because they would actually find a deeper experience of, of their own attending, assisting at Mass by watching him serve the Mass with this, this great reverence. Yeah. And so the supernatural gift of piety or reverence also fosters within us a love for divine worship and for the liturgies of the Church. It's the, the Spirit's gift of piety that helps us to sit through sometimes even a boring celebration of the Mass yeah. and to realize the real reason that we're there. Yeah. Because the real reason, spoiler alert, that we're at Mass is not to get things out of it, mm-hmm. but to pour ourselves out to the Lord. I was speaking to somebody about that. They were asking me why we didn't have cooler music at, at Mass. Cooler. Mm. You know, and I, I, we, we had a great conversation. It was, it was excellent. Um, but I said, you know what? I said, what's, what's great is that there are some times where I, you know, the homily is, I'm dead and yeah. there's, you know, there's things in the church itself that I'm like distracted by. And, you know, mm-hmm. I said, but what's, what's a great gift is that I, I know that no matter what else is going on, there's only one thing I'm here for. That's right. And it's not, you know, the suffering. Lord who is already yeah. making himself present. I said, and that in and of itself, it is enough. Yeah, that's right. And of course, then that brings us to, uh, to that, the final gift of the spirit, but certainly not last is, is the spirit of wonder and awe oftentimes more ancient use called the fear of the Lord. It makes us aware of the majesty and the glory of God. The majesty and the glory of God. The, yeah. the, these, are, these are words that are ultimately kind of unknowable by our own human. We, yeah. we, can't, we can't place any sort of kind of tag on, on, on wonder uh, before God's glory and his majesty. Yeah. Um, and so we call it fear of the Lord because attached to this is... We, get, we receive a dread for sin. Like we're not made to sin. We sometimes forget that because our world yeah. tells us the opposite. Our world tells us that this is it, so go and have a good time. Right, yeah. But we're not made for sin and death. That's not what we're made for. And so the fear of the Lord helps to reawaken in us a horror for our sins mm-hmm. yeah. and a horror for displeasing God, not just because he's God, but because we love him right. and he is God. Yeah. And I think sometimes we, we misconstrue the fear of the Lord with, with this just this trembling. But the trembling is, is over the effects of our own sin, the yeah. effects that those have and cause. Yeah. And, and it's the Spirit's gift of the fear of the Lord that helps us to want to depart from sin and to draw closer to God. Yeah. It's, it's, it's that wanting something so bad and then realizing that because of something you, you, you know, possibly do or have done, mm-hmm. you know, that you may not be able to to be with that or have that right that's exactly right that and so just the like you know that you were talking about fear and trembling yeah and that these are all seven of these are gifts that are willingly given 
by God. None of them are withheld from us in the day of our confirmation, and they all, God desires all of them to come to bear in us in some way. And we also realize that, that there are these many gifts that are given. It is the one spirit who gives them, but they manifest differently in sure. different ways in each of us because no one of us is is made by God the same. Right. Each yeah. one of us is unique to God, and, and that in and of itself is a, is a great gift. And so to, to think that the Lord has given us his gifts of the spirit and confirmation to be lived out in a way that is specific for us to glorify him in this world is actually... As beautiful as looking at you know a hill full of wildflowers and going you know none of those two flowers are the same yeah and yet they glorify god in the same way even though they're different mm-hmm. it's the same for us no two of us wildflowers is the same but we indeed glorify god in the one spirit but in different ways yep. so we have completely run out of time for our pick of the week but that's okay because that means we can have a double pick of the week Ooh. next I'm going to have to watch, yeah. a, watch a let Olivia know. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Yeah, no, she won't be ready for it, right? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, Jeff, uh, yes. we're always grateful for our viewers and undergrounders, aren't we? Absolutely. Uh, and we really appreciate our benefactors, too. Yep. You can become an official undergrounder today. Do it this right this moment yep. uh, by going to catholicunderground.com slash donate. Also, help us out by letting others know about... Uh, our, our yeah. podcast, yep. the broadcast, mm-hmm. and remember to like us, heart us, and star us on your uh, platform of choice. And if the podcasting service you use to listen to us has a review option, please do so and say something nice. Young. That's right. Yeah, yeah. Click those stars and whatnot. Yeah. And they'll have all sorts of weird things yeah. to, to, you know, but the more of those tchotchkes, the better. Yeah. Yeah. Pass yeah. us on. Yeah. 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 I'm not shameless. Yeah. yeah. That's right. <laughs> uh, anyway, so our panelists this week, we've had Kathleen Lee. She's at Kaylee626 on Instagram. Thank you, Kathleen. Anytime. Also, Jeff Blackwell up in space is our technical director. He's at Jeff Blackwell us on Twitter. Oh, you've amazed me. Again, you guys are the best. Ah, shucks, It's a privilege. Yeah. He says that to all the Catholic Underground yes, hosts. I know he does. And also, Ed Ball has been running our video. Jim Hayes is our research assistant with his crew in the lab. And, well, you know me. I'm Father Chris Decker. I'm at Digital Catholic on the Twitter and the Instagram. Inktober's coming up, <gasps> by the way. Ooh, I so, totally forgot. <laughs> yeah, so you have been listening to the Catholic Underground, cutting through the noise so you can find the still small voice. We'll see you next time. This is Louis Prejean. I need your help to spread the word about the coffee club. It's only a dollar a day, and you get an insulated travel mug. You can even deduct it from your income tax at the end of the year. Sign up today and help us spread God's word. Do it for me, Louis Prejean. Come on, sign up today and get your new travel mug and show everyone you support Catholic Community Radio. Just go to joincoffeeclub.com. That's joincoffeeclub.com. Here's the CC Radio Did You Know. Want to keep up with us on Twitter? Follow us at LA Catholic Radio. That's at LA Catholic Radio. Also, check us out by visiting ccradio.live. 
Every city has a great donut shop, and The Heavenly Donut is a Baton Rouge favorite. Early every morning, Shane and Cara Castile begin making fresh homemade donuts, kolaches, and dozens of other tasty delights that will surely put a smile on your face. If you're in the mood for a king cake, The Heavenly Donut can customize one for you year-round. So don't worry, The Heavenly Donut has you covered. The Heavenly Donut on Highland Road near I-10 and Sherwood Forest Boulevard in Baton Rouge. The heart of the church. From the heart of the Gulf South. Catholic Community Radio. WPYR AM and LP FM. Baton Rouge. CC 